Hey y'all, welcome to The Branding Iron. I'm your host, Edward Simpson, Brand Iron's resident content writer and social media specialist, and this is episode five. Thanks for joining. Today we're gonna talk about a few things as we're still experiencing the fallout of the George Floyd incident, and we're in the midst of Pride Month, so we got a lot to talk about. Um, To get right into it though, we are, I mean, protests are slowly fizzling out across the country. There's still some going on, and a lot of changes are happening as a result of protests. So um, to say that the protests have been successful um, or achieved something would be a pretty true statement because they're, they're getting things done all across the country. One thing they're getting done, though, is they are making brands more aware of uh, the origins of their icons, their logos, and what they stand for. Recently, a lot of brands are beginning to realize or beginning, they probably already knew, I shouldn't say beginning to realize, but they're beginning to get rid of racist iconography and branding that should have, to be honest, been been canned a long time ago. I don't know why you would keep trying to just make something better when you could just start over. Uh, But with that said, we're seeing the retirement of Aunt Jemima. Um, Uncle Ben's has said something along the lines of they're looking at revolutionizing or evolutionizing the logo because it has racist origins. And then another one uh, that's on my radar is Eskimo Pies is is retiring the name Eskimo Pies for a different one. So there's three brands right off the bat that are, you know, are saying, hey, we recognize we have some racist branding and it's time to get rid of it. Um, We know that's what y'all want and we're going to give it to you. So, I, you know what? I don't even want to give kudos to them for that, though. <laughs> like, I, thanks. It, it's a good thing they did that. It's a good move. But, I mean, those are things that probably should have, like, never existed in, in the first place as brands. So, uh, you don't get special kudos for making that a good decision, in other words. Um, it does make me wonder, how many other brands exist that I wasn't really aware of that are racist? Like, that's been my biggest conversation with my coworkers over the last week is... What what other brands are there out there? Like within the last week, <laughs> I've discovered the Frito Bandito, which I didn't know was a thing until you know until I started reading up on Aunt Jemima and all the other brands that could potentially be targets. Frito Bandito was one that was uh back in the I think the 90s, back definitely late after you know after the 1980s, and Frito used them. He was a he was a bandito perpetuating a lot of Mexican stereotypes, and as a result. They tossed him after four years because the, I think it was like the Mexican Anti-Defamation League or Hispanic Anti-Defamation League um, reached out to them and asked them to. Um, And I mean, they tried to update the image to make it less racist, but eventually they did get rid of it. And I think that's kind of the same story that we're seeing with Aunt Jemima in a regard where the brand tried to update the image and make it less racist and distance it from its origin. But at the end of the day, it'll always be tied towards origin. And you can't, as much distance as you cre- can create, you're not going to get rid of that connection. So it's best to just retire it altogether. I mean, it's, it's not really going to be that harmful either for them if you think about it. Like, they, they still have the same pancake recipe. It's not like they retired that too and they'll still probably keep the same colors and they have the budget to market so much now that like establishing a new brand is not going to be as much of a challenge for them as it would be for a small business per se but hey you should be doing what's right and i think that's the definitely the right move right now uh you know and to move on from that um pride month 
we're in the midst of it and we're seeing a lot of brands market to the the lgbtq community um you know i i have a lot of mixed feelings about this because i don't necessarily i'm not necessarily part of that community but to see so many brands like trying to profit on the month is is like a concern I have because it's not like genuine branding. I can't obviously speak for every brand out there doing promotions for Pride Month, but I think there are some that are definitely just cash grabs. And I think you know something that makes that easy to tell is that it's either just a change to a logo that's superficial or a product that's easy. It's just a superficial product with rainbow colors on it. And, you know, proceeds don't go anywhere. They're not doing anything to really give back to that community. It's just a, hey, slap a rainbow on you and here's our brand. It's just, it's a, I guess, trend hopping, trend writing. I don't know what you would call that, but it's it seems very ingenuine. I mean, I don't want to take away from brands that are doing things um, in a genuine way. Like one of the brands I noticed uh, did something I thought was cool is they didn't try to like create a new product or go you know all out with something new for the LGBT community because they already had a traditional product and when I introduce this brand y'all know exactly what I'm talking about Doc Martens you're not gonna change the Doc Martin boot let's just be honest it's I mean it's iconic it's a style people have loved it forever However, what they did do with their boot is, I mean, they just released it in a new color. You can get, uh, I believe, like rainbow accent flag on the threading. You can get rainbow laces. It comes with one boot with a flag. I actually thought the boots looked really cool, which, which like, of course they do. They're Doc Martens, but you know, some products you see. I saw, I feel so bad for throwing them under the bus, but I saw Uggs. Uh, Uggs created like the ugliest fuzzy slippers I have ever seen in my life. And I, I, I don't know what the goal of the UGG slippers is because they're so ugly. I don't know if there's like some donation, if, if there is, uh, kudos to them. I mean, if I look it up here real quick, to be honest, the slippers look like Big Bird's feet. Like they don't, it looks like you just stick your foot into a ball of cotton candy and walk around. But uh, I mean, with that said, they're committing $125,000 of the proceeds to GLAD. So it has a good purpose. Uh, I think the, the cause is noble and great. And I, I applaud the brands that are, you know, finding ways to make differences in their communities. But at the same time, like, there are some that are just blatant <laughs> hops on trends. To get back to Doc Martin, I, I just want to highlight another brand that I think is, you know, doing, doing something right although I already highlighted them. I also wanted to say um, they're donating 25000 toward the Trevor Project. So, I mean, they're, they're trying to make a difference as well. And to the brands that are doing that, I think that is the right, about, the right way to go about taking part in a cultural event. And I think the wrong way is to just, you know, create a product with the goal of, of making profit. So with all that said, like, what I start thinking about um, as lessons to take away from these brands that are positively supporting the pride community during this month is uh, how many ways can you support a community? I know for some brands it might not be completely realistic to look to donate um, profits to a charity depending on how big you are. Like you might need those profits to, you know, to pay certain bills, to, to 
pay certain employees wages or whatever. So how, how do you participate in that conversation and participate in a movement for your community that, that allows you to like still, you know, still have a voice and not come off disingenuine? I think one thing you can do is you can look to incorporate uh, messaging or things that provide specific insights into whatever the issue is you're discussing in your content strategy. Um, you know, content platforms, your platform should be used to develop a voice. And if your brand's not standing for something, you really are just an accumulation of products or services at the end of the day. But brands are supposed to be more than that. Brands are supposed to be an experience. They're supposed to be something that unite people on a common goal to achieve something. I mean, they, they kind of push your passion in a way. All my favorite brands all go into pushing a passion forward in some way. I think one, one example that will always be a good example is Nike um, for at least you know uniting people on a common goal for fitness, uh, just do it. They stand for something bigger than themselves, which is, at, at first it was just tennis shoes, I believe. So think about where your brand fits into the community and in what ways you can use that to leverage an impact uh, to contribute to the conversation. Say if you're a salon, you have plenty to talk about when it comes to beauty standards. Say if you're a coffee shop, you have plenty to talk about when it comes to the many paths of your baristas, the many paths that come into a coffee shop during the day. You're a place where people meet, where community happens, where uniting everybody that lives around you should be at the utmost goal. So maybe that's worth hosting an event, like a trivia night, or something that gets people together and interacting and, and you know, getting to be a bigger part of something. For me, something I've thought about a lot lately with coronavirus is I've been li I mean, I live in Denver, it's a city, but when the whole city shut down, it becomes, my thought almost becomes, what's the point? Why am I even in a city if I can't take part in anything? Like I might as well live in a cabin in the middle of the mountains if that's the case, uh, which not to, not to discount that, because I definitely would, but um, as, as the cities open back up, now's the time to like unite your community together. Everybody's been separate for a while, um, socially distancing and you know as I say unite people I do mean obviously be mindful of the fact that there are social distance requirements don't make people do something that is unsafe for their health don't like pack a room with people but figure out ways to unite your community yeah you could like create a scavenger hunt leave clues throughout your community that unite people and that also gives something valuable for information and I know that's probably could only be used by so many businesses but it, it comes down to finding a way to get creative to take part in that conversation. And if you want to be part of it, it that, that desire will, will make it so you are part of it. It's, it's not hard to figure out ways to do it. Just make sure that there's genuine attention behind what you're doing. And so as we kind of disembark for the rest of the week, I would say if you're a brand that is slowly reintegrating into society, you know, coping with all the sensitive subjects that are going on right now and are definitely becoming more inflamed as we get closer toward elections and, you know, election season, uh, we're going to be, these are all going to be things at the forefront of people's mind. So I would say with that said, uh, look for ways to interact with your community, branch out, whether it's through flyers at your, at your in-store location, whether it's through digital connection, Look for ways to leverage your social media 
your email, your personal interaction whenever you have it, as limited as it may be right now. Look for ways to leverage that to make people feel like they're part of your community, like they're loved, and like you're all together. Because at, at the end of the day, that's the most important thing right now, is making people feel like they have a place to go to. Because we're all faced with challenges right now. We're all stressing out. And nobody wants to go to their local business and have to think about those issues on top of whatever else they're considering when they're getting your service. Thank you for joining us this week. I'm Edward Simpson. I'm your host. It's been a pleasure. Um, I hope you have a great week and we'll see you next time.